0: Welcome back. Week five from the Stands Podcast. I'm JC, joined in by Jacob and Clint, as always. Jacob, what's going on, man?
1: What you got for us? Dude, I'm doing good. I'm excited. Yet another, that was a huge weekend of college football. One of the best we've seen in a in a good while. And I'm ready for another one, my friend. Hey, good weekend to be a Cox fan.
0: That's for sure. Even better weekend to be a Cox fan this weekend. Okay. What do you think, Clint? Good weekend for us. How you feeling about Tennessee? We're not getting into the game yet, but just your just your your initial feelings, dude. It's
2: always a good, a good week to be a Gamecock fan. I just want, want to let the world know. Um, yeah, we, obviously, I don't want to spill too much before we actually get into the games, but I am a little surprised at the line. Um, I mean, even doing a little research, I'm still kind of scratching my head a little bit. But hey, I, maybe y'all have something I don't know and we'll go from there but yeah no i'm stoked I, I think uh we're in for some fun football this weekend
0: yeah vegas is normally right with a lot of things but you're not going to convince this carolina fan that vegas knows anything <laughs> that's right. how this whole thing's going yeah so that's right yes but but we'll get into it all right let's uh let's get into the very important things which is our standings for our picks this whole season against the spread we've been going top 25 matchups and Carolina and Clemson for the whole season. Jacob's got that info for us. Who's winning? Who's losing? Who's making a comeback? Uh, yeah, I think the standings kind of stayed the same, um, but it's definitely getting closer.
1: Yeah, it's been a, a fun year so far. Um, for week four, there was 19 total games. Um, we'll start off with Gavin's picks. He went 6-12. and 12. Remember, that is Clint's 7-year-old son, um, who won the first week of this, by the way. So. Uh, but he he's coming back down to earth six and twelve, um, so he is thirty four and thirty nine now. But the winner of this week is JC yet again, third win in a row. So congratulations, my friend. Guys, I told
0: you to come with me and join on the train. Y'all, nah, nah, you don't want to. <laughs> you don't want to? Clint not hey, though. We only had a game separating us.
1: If we pick the it same ones, me, did, yeah, we can't me. we can't come back. <laughs> Well, it's not about picking the same ones, Jacob. You just got to pick the right ones. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So you went fourteen and four. <laughs> that brings your total to forty nine and twenty four for the God, season, which is real incre- impressive. Um, and then next came Clint. He had his best week of the year, thirteen and five.
2: Yeah, that's uh, I've it's really good. A gigantic improvement from what I've been so far this season. Listen, JC, he had a fifteen and a five week the week prior. Now he's fourteen. And four, uh, I feel like the trend is coming back towards us in our favor. At least that's what I'm going to tell myself for the rest of the year. <laughs> still,
0: we're still 10 games. We just had one <laughs> less one.
2: <laughs> yes, There you go. But, but, I, but I like it. I, like I have it. to justify Whatever. that. that Listen, as long as I'm waxing my seven-year-old son's, Behind in these things, I, that's all I care about. That's
0: <laughs> which you have as a true dad. <laughs> yeah. Which you took the lead, right? This has now got you over the hump.
2: But you didn't have you to say. I, you didn't have to say. I just now took the lead. You could have just said, "I have the lead." There's no reason to to explain that I've been losing <laughs> to everybody up until this point. But yes, I, I do now have the lead over him. He knows mm-hmm. this, so I think he put a little more effort into this week, aka he looked at more than just colors on the uh the the mascots. It was kind of actually what they were. So we'll see. Uh, now hey, we're one about. step at a oh, time.
0: Um, actually, you should be worried now.
2: Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. He's gonna have a JC week this week and, and really show me what's <laughs> up. God, that would be that would be phenomenal.
1: Actually, we'll watch us all oh, just hit the bed and he just goes like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> seven. That's awesome too. So, Clint's now 39 and 34. And like I said, his son is 34 and 39. Um, and then I went 11 and 7. Uh, tied my best record for wins with 11, but that's actually my best winning percentage yet so far. It's not saying anything because that's not a great um, record, but now I'm 40 and 33. So, just to recap, JC, you're 49 and 24. I'm in second place at 40 and 33. And Clint, you're 39 and 34. And then Gavin's 34 and 39. So. Also relatively close, besides JC just running off with it for these few weeks. So still it's got still, a long it's still, season. It's
0: still early though. I will say, it like, is. I haven't I haven't done like a spread, like, ca- like kept up with it the entire year. So when we were first going back and forth about, hey, do we do the spread or straight up, I was like, I was worried we wouldn't even be like hovering five hundred. I was like, this is gonna be so yeah. bonkers to like try to. So I don't know. Maybe maybe the spread has helped me out more so than the straight up picks. I would probably say yeah.
1: Oh yeah. It's made it real interesting for sure. But now on to week five. On to week five. So before we get in, just, just some
0: breaking news that came out today. Officially official. It appears Mel Tucker has been fired for cause. So all those big buyouts you hear about these coaches getting and moving on and, you know, banking 30, 40, $50 million, whatever the payout may be. Uh, that is not going to happen. Um, I haven't found a lot of information on it yet, as far as the details that came out. Um, I would imagine that the amount of money that would have been due to him in this certain type of situation, he's gonna. <clears throat> I'm sure he's gonna appeal it or go through some type of process. I don't think he's just gonna walk away from x amount of money. So I don't know what they found in this investigation that that warranted them to to fire him with cause. But like I said, I tried to do some research today, but I think it's it's so new that. A lot of details haven't come out. But yeah, so with cause, Mel Tucker's gone. No big buyout. Like I said, I haven't found a lot of info. Have you guys found any more info on that? Or has anything come to light with this investigation?
2: No, I mean, pretty much what you, you just talked about is what I've seen so far. Uh, to be fair, I haven't dug too much into it because it's kind of just like... <clears throat> it's This happened with the, the Pass for Gerald at Northwestern and then now Mel Tucker at Michigan State. It, Stuff changes weekly, it seems like, where we're firing him, we're not firing him. He's suspended. No, JK actually is fired. Um, so I'd usually just kind of wait to see what the aftermath is and then go from there. But yeah, no, I don't, uh, that's all I've heard. Same here. Yeah, there's, there's not a whole lot of details, especially for
1: us knuckleheads to just talk about spreads we shouldn't really get into. I know it's something to do with sexual assault, but, um, I do appreciate for once actually, you know, a, a, place actually holding off on just straight up firing him right away and actually proven guilty. You know what I'm saying? Innocent until proven guilty a little bit. That sometimes nowadays isn't, isn't even a thing when it comes to the NFL or or college football. So I appreciate them doing that, even though whatever the details are, he obviously deserved to be fired. So,
0: Which I think, and that comes from that whole money thing, right? Like they could have easily just fired him, but they would have owed him X amount of money. So I think them waiting and suspending him and then waiting is definitely the right call. You know these these things certainly don't happen overnight. So, the, you know whatever right. the if if there's a criminal element to it, a criminal investigation, and there's normally a uh investigation by the school and NCAA. What do those coincide? I don't know, but you got multiple investigations, multiple investigators, people looking at it from you know three four different ways. So, but yeah, I'm with you because that does seem to happen nowadays. Sometimes maybe we pull the trigger on people, but they uh yeah they waited, and sounds like they they got whatever they. They needed to to go with calls. So, let's move on to the games. Um, we'll get into the top twenty five, but we do have a, a a top twenty matchup on Friday night. Actually, um, that is the number ten Utah Utes traveling to Oregon State to take on old DJ and the Beavers of Corvallis. So that's a surpri- surprising. I mean, I'm not reading this wrong, Jacob. Oregon State's three and a half point favorites
1: yeah that that was kind of a surprising uh thing to to hear too and i i still think that's baked in on oregon state being home and also not still still not sure about cam rising i would imagine um but yeah that that was very surprising to, to read yeah that that's i don't know man just
0: my initial like kind of a not shock but very surprised um well let's go ahead and start with you jacob how do you feel about that game give me your pick what you got
1: well, I mean, I've been burned by Utah way too many times to go and just pick against them now. Um, I understand this is at Oregon State. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, what time is it again? It's like a 9.30 kickoff. 9 p.m. 9 p.m. kickoff. 9 p.m. here. So, I mean, it's 6 o'clock there. It's not necessarily a night game. But, um, I mean, up in the Pacific Northwest, it may be, I don't know what time it gets dark out there right now. Cause it's already getting, we already lost like what an hour alert, almost worth of sunlight here, 30 minutes worth of sunlight in just one month. So who knows that could be a night game, um, by the halftime or something, but regardless, this is a game that I'm, I'm picking Utah to you give me three and a half points. I'm, I'm picking them. Um, whether their quarterback comes back or not this week, this team you can just tell is just really well coached. Now I'm not, they're not going to go up there and blow this team out. Um, but DJ just, he's been a decent quarterback this year, but his completion percentage is like not good at all um, compared to what it really should be. I, I just, I just see Utah. as just a well, well coached all around team. So I'm, I'm picking Utah.
2: what you got Clint? Yeah, man, I, I, I got the same thing. I got Utah. Um, pretty sure this is going to be the best defense by good margin that, uh, Oregon state will have seen up to this point this year. Um, we know about DJU, we, we see the highs and lows <clears throat> and Utah's got a, a really good defense. The thing about Utah is they just, they're not flashy. So they just go under the radar. They're just a good team. They're just a good well-coached team. And now this well-coached team has four weeks of film to, to, you know, kind of prepare for DJ. And I think that's all they need. Uh, so I'm gonna quit down on Utah. Uh, you know, so far this year, I'm like trying to figure them out, like why they're ranked so high. Man, they just win, and that's what you're supposed to be doing. So, I'll take Utah, and I get a few points out of it. Yeah, I'm I'm good with that.
0: Yeah, I think it's gonna be more of Oregon State's run game. Um, that's their strong suit versus Utah's defense. To me, this is a, a pretty easy pick. I mean, Utah. I've said it every single week. I don't care who the quarterback is, whether it's Nate Johnson or Bryson Barnes or Cam Rising. It still doesn't seem like Cam Rising's playing. But Nate Johnson's going to be back there. It appears. He started all of last game. Three and a half points. I think the I think they'll win by a touchdown but about 10 points. I just think their defense is that good. Um so yeah. Kind of a surprising spread. But all right, we'll move on. Um the number one team in the nation. They've been sitting at number one all year. Um, this is one of those classic rivalry games. 330 kickoff on CBS. Georgia is traveling to Auburn. Um, Georgia's 14 and a half point favorites. Clint, how do you uh
2: how do you like the spread in this one sitting at 14 and a half. George is like, <clears throat> dude, I don't know. This is, I've looked at this game like three times and I'm just not sure which way I should pick on this one. Um, Georgia just hasn't played that tough a competition. I mean, their toughest game was South Carolina. And we saw what happened. Um, now right. they woke up the second half. So uh, uh, obviously that's good, but uh, are they going to start out slow again against Auburn? Um, now, Again, Auburn doesn't have, you know, the greatest quarterback. I mean, I think Spencer Rattler is definitely better than the quarterback situation they have over there. So maybe it won't be that big of an issue. Uh, but Auburn also relies on that run game uh, pretty heavily. And I think they average like 200 yards a game. And sack adjusted, I think it's like 230 a game. Um, so you can, you know, believe they're going to be depending on running the ball, at least trying to establish the run game but Georgia has a pretty good run defense. Uh, I think I'm going to err on the side of, now that Georgia's kind of um, at least played a half-decent team in South Carolina, got a little bit of what wake could call. 14.5, to me, that's a lot, but I'm still going to take them. I just don't know uh, or have seen enough out of Auburn to, to trust them yet, so give me Georgia, and uh, I'll lay the points.
1: Yeah, I got the same pick. Um, I got Georgia and the 14-and-a-half. I think they'll cover that. Um, the Auburn team just hasn't been that impressive. Um, they've lost the last six against Georgia, um, and Auburn's offense hasn't been good. I mean, Peyton Thorne has transferred in and hasn't really lit the world on fire. Um, this, kinda, this stat kind of dates back to last year as well, but Auburn hasn't thrown for over 100 yards in the last five games against Tower 5 competition. Um, that's kind of sad to hear, honestly, because <laughs> I, I wish Auburn was better. But um, the one thing that w- wouldn't make Georgia slip up is, like you said, they they looked confused against y'all in the first half. Now they woke up again in the second, and that's been their best competition so far. Um, Auburn is better than the other three games they've played mm-hmm. besides y'all. Um, this is actually Auburn, or sorry, Georgia's first away game of the year too. Uh, they've had four straight home games, so this is their first, especially an SEC test. But I still think Georgia—they got too many athletes on the field—that they, they'll cover the 14 and a half.
0: Yeah, it's kind of crazy that they've had one of the easier schedules all year, um, just by opponent standards. And then, then you hit me with that—they have. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know game, that. Is, oh man, which is which is pretty bad. Um, man, this is this is not one of those Auburn teams where they have some athletes that worry me where like okay they could come in here and beat a georgia team um so i don't think there's any chance auburn wins this game but something's telling me just because of this matchup first away game auburn can run the ball yeah that uh uh, 330 kickoff i think i think i think the 14 is right and that's where (laughs) that half gets me so give me auburn and the 14 and a half it's gonna the score is gonna be closer than it seems Georgia's obviously the better team Auburn again no chance of an upset here but that 14 and a half man give me auburn I got it. I got a question if that happens do, do we keep Georgia at number one
1: yeah or do no, we bump them know. down
0: I, yeah I don't know how you can't because Michigan and we'll get the, the next game is Michigan Nebraska that's not even gonna be a close game either I, I don't I think you keep Georgia at number one and like I, I don't think how you bump them out look it's a conference game it's Auburn which is notoriously a good team what do they win by ten points? I, I don't see how you bump them. I don't see how you bump them down unless they lose. I just don't see it,
1: man. I, you know, th- to me at least leave. now, like we'll see when the playoff committee comes out. But yeah, I mean the playoff committee. I, I always see that too. But like, it, it, I mean they've they've beaten four not great opponents. I mean y'all, y'all were better than others, but I mean Michigan's got a first place vote. Texas has got two first place votes. Ohio I'm State's not, got one. I'm not saying they won't. They
0: definitely do that moving further down because there's room to go up and down so it's like do they want to push them out I don't know I I think people would just say look until proven otherwise I don't know if they beat Georgia by 10 people are going to be like oh they're not
1: I anymore. I get that but like when the and I'm not saying this to you I'm saying this to like the whole committee and stuff they look at the eye test too Just just Georgia winning by 10 points is not the eye test, Washington should be up there. Florida State should be up there. Like, Ohio State beat Notre Dame. They oh, did look yeah. crazy good. That's if what I'm saying, just, like, right if now. If you're
0: just looking at this year, I wouldn't put Georgia number one, but you went back to that national championships, like,
1: I, and, and you're
0: still got guys coming back. Like, I think
1: right. you kind of deserve to. But that's been my thing this whole year is, like, these standings, these rankings have always been like, well, what have you done in the previous years, too? And it's like, well, this year, they shouldn't be ranked number one in my if if that happens this week, because they're finally getting into playing some SEC opponents and right. stuff, and if they go to Auburn, if that know. happens, I dude, you got to pump them down Like I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. I think the problem supports my
0: other arguments from other teams I've made in the past, but I
2: will refrain from talking about Clint. Go ahead. No, oh, I mean, <laughs> so two things. One, I was kind of debating switching my pick right before you went JC, but since you went to Auburn, I obviously I can't do that now because it just seems like I'm I'm riding your coattails. Uh, it does scare. Why? What? Why, why wouldn't you? No, no, no! I can't have that. It's, <laughs> no, uh, it does scare me. Like I said, I don't know which way to go on this game because, like you know, Auburn's gonna want to run the ball. Georgia's fine with the it being a slower game. They start off slow every every game so far this year. So uh, to get to the fourteen and a half, it's just like I'll be watching this biting my nails probably to the end of the game. Uh, but to your point, Jacob, I think too is the problem is if if there was a team. Out there that had played good competition and was dominating them, they probably would have ju- jumped Georgia by now. The problem is that the, the teams that are dominating, like through and through, haven't played tough competition yet, aka Washington. Uh, And That's the teams that have played tough competition that are the good teams have struggled along the way a little bit. So I think, I, I don't know if the committee or the AP poll, I don't think anybody's like out. To just make sure Georgia stays one, I think it's more like just waiting to see if somebody actually will jump them. So, yeah, and that's why I think the preseason rankings are so important. Mm-hmm. Like once you get put up
1: there, like you have to prove to the committee that hey, you don't belong up there. And, like I was kind of really thinking Texas. I mean, Texas handles. We'll get to them in just a, a little bit. If they handle who they got this week, and Georgia struggles. Texas got that good win against. That's true. them. them yeah, that's true. So.
0: Well, that's why I think when the playoff committee comes out we might see a switch at one.
1: Oh we will. Based if on this it. continues. Yeah. Right.
0: All right, let's move on. Michigan at Nebraska, 3:30 kickoff on Saturday. Michigan opens up as 17 and a half point favorites. The over/under is only at 39 and a half. Um Clint, go ahead and uh let me know
2: what you think about that and the Marcus Satterfield led Cornhuskers offense. Dude, I want to just like blindly pick Michigan just because of what you just said, but Every time I pick Michigan to cover, I get burned. And so Last week, I picked... Uh, Who did they play? I forget whoever they played. I picked that team to, to cover, and, and it pushed. So I still didn't get a win out of it. Um, Rutgers, I believe. Yeah, won that's 7 That's right, and they pushed. Um, <clears throat> boys, Michigan's only allowed 23 points all year on defense.
0: And this is the worst
2: offense they're going to be facing. Right. So uh, there's no way I could sit there and look at that and justify picking Nebraska. I get it like conference game 17 and a half whatever i don't care dude i'll i'll pick michigan if they burn me again I, i'm used to it at this point uh so i'm i'm going to take michigan and lay late the 17 and a half i like that i like that jaco you lean on this one
1: yeah uh i actually realized in my picks so i skipped over this game um but this is kind of a easy one in my mind i think michigan will definitely handle i know their defense has been super dominant and this is not a good matchup for them um we'll talking about nebraska but uh, I just want you to guess how much their leading passer has yards this year. Yeah, Nebraska's yards per game or total yards? Just their their quarterback, their leading passer. How many yards does that guy have? Mm, four seventy-five,
2: three eighty-two, four games, two seventy. Oh my god! Yes, is it still um, the dude from Georgia Tech? It's something
0: Harburg. Oh, what? Well, Jeff Jeff Sims was the starter before. I threw for 200 yards the other day in the backyard throwing my buddy.
1: Yeah, exactly. Went straight, but you This is not good. (laughs) Right.
0: Just kidding, I didn't. Nobody was there to pick pick it off either. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, you just said strictly yards. I did, I did. So, yeah, Yeah, I got Michigan covered. That might be the guys playing this. Well, that that must be their leader, but yeah, Jeff Sims did have the nod, but I guess it.
2: JC, you strike me as more of a wildcat. Or not a walk had a uh, triple option to quarterback.
0: Yeah, it's well yeah. We were triple That's option what, and then yeah. and then we moved to read option. Oh, is that my, what my okay we triple option my sophomore year and then we went read option my junior and senior year. Oh really? Oh yeah, def- yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay yeah, definitely not a super strong arm, but running ball. Oh, I was yeah. just talking smack. I, I had no shit. idea. <laughs> I
1: was just
2: talking <laughs> and then you gave me like, oh yeah, actually. We ran the hell out of some Yeah, triple I guess option, you should yeah. tell the
1: listeners this man was a quarterback in high school. Yeah, man.
2: That's more than than triple say.
1: options.
2: Yeah. Triple yeah. options is a good time.
1: Yeah.
0: Actually, actually a lot of fun. That's why I always had like a little soft spot for Georgia Tech and the Service Academies. Yeah, so much fun to run, dude. Like, oh
1: yeah, dude. Not, NCAA, not, I'd, I'd pick that just to do it. Yeah, just to prove the country wrong. I'll win a national championship running the triple option. Fuck it. <laughs> Tell you what, <laughs> read that DN man, and uh, yeah. get
0: to the outside. Um. All right. Yeah. Look, I'm with you guys. To me, this is easy. Yeah, and Michigan hasn't necessarily you know, been blowing people out, like we've said. Whatever. like They still have a, a good offense. Michigan scores 23 points, and they'll cover the spread. Like That's not going to be that type of game, I don't think. Master. But Nebraska just doesn't have the offense. This is going to be probably the toughest defense that uh, Nebraska's faced all year. Um, So, th- to me, this is a pretty easy pick. Give me Michigan in the 17.5. Um, Alright, so we got Texas at home, taking on number 24 Kansas, Jalen Daniels. It's a 330 kick. Texas surprising 16 and a half point favorite Jacob I'll start with you. Who do you like in this game and why? Dude,
1: this game and uh the Oklahoma game, I'll get to that in a little bit. Uh I really went back and forth on. Um this was it's kind of hard to pick. It's at it's in it's in Austin, so it's in Texas. Yeah. If Kansas was here, if it was in Kansas, I this would be a slam dunk. Kansas is going to cover the 16 and a half. But I really went back and forth on it. Um, this is a 330 on ABC. Um, Jalen Daniels is, dude, you saw the ice he had in the, what was it, like the very beginning of the season? He had like a little GoPro or something playing his highlights on his necklace. Like, Yeah, and, uh, that was at the media days. Media, yep. And This isn't just, you know, a pushover kind of team. And, and Texas handled business last week against, you know, a team that they normally would just kind of let them sneak up on them and stuff. So this is a different Texas team. But since they did that last week against Baylor, I'm kind of thinking they're gonna do this a little bit this week against Kansas um, that offense is too good to to not keep it decent decently close and not lose like you know Baylor did 38 to six
2: um so I actually have Kansas covering I like it I like it yeah I actually got the same thing um, at first I was like'm just gonna hammer Texas um, but then after looking at it a little bit I mean I feel like these teams are kind of similar. Um, even though the narratives for the two teams are very different so far this year, um, both could score very easily. Uh, so I feel like it's just gonna be one of those high scoring games. I think uh, the over what's the over under at? Do y'all happen to know that by chance? It
1: was pretty high. It was sixty one uh,
2: and a half. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's just gonna be one of those games where it it might turn to who has the ball last. Um, but yeah, I I, I think with them being so similar and being able to score the way they do and they both can give up can give up points so yeah I I think I'll just take Kansas and and just assume that it'll just be a race to the finish line
0: yeah I'm going to take Kansas as well Um, I mean when we were having that kind of heated debate at the end of last episode about Oklahoma and I was saying Kansas is one of those teams that could possibly beat them I think I think they do a legitimate have the offense um, to to pretty much hang with anybody as long as their quarterback stays healthy. I mean, last year, I, I, they got into the top 10 in the country, if I'm not mistaken. He goes down with an injury, misses three, four games. So if he can stay healthy, we'll see what the defense can do. This is going to obviously be their toughest test. And, uh, but I don't see why. I mean, look, can't, even, even if Kansas loses this game to Texas, man, their season is definitely not over. Um, they haven't lost a game yet. Coming in ranked number 24, still make a run at the conference, depending on how the rest of the year goes. But yeah, this spreads way too big with these two high powered offenses. I agree
1: with both you guys. Give me Kansas and the points. Oh yeah. And, and I would say too, like Jalen Daniels, he missed the first game. Um, I think Jason Bean played that game. Um, and right now he's his, I mean, if he played that game, his stats would be right there with Quinn Ewers. Quinn's got a thousand yards, nine touchdowns, Jalen Daniels, seven hundred and five touchdowns. So like
2: right. he's, not a pushover. So th- this would definitely be a lot, you know, this is going to be a close game. Something to think about too yeah. is that uh, kind of in retrospect, that that Texas win over Alabama, although it is a great win, I'm not going to take that away from, doesn't look quite as strong considering how Al- Alabama has looked so far this year. Um Obviously, the, a, a big ranked win, it, It's it's going to carry them far, but when you actually look at how Alabama has played and the issues they had at quarter they have at quarterback and trying to get Milro situation amongst like testing out other quarterbacks. I think Texas caught Alabama at a great time and right. pulled out a big win. So uh, we might start seeing if Texas is actually as good as uh, and I think they are, but uh, the sixteen and a half might be a little rich just considering you know uh, what's what's transpired so far this year.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you, man. Yeah, I, I think it's a good take. Um, I'll lead off with the next one. Uh, number six, Penn State traveling to Northwestern. Penn State's getting twenty seven and a half. I've been high on Penn State all year. Um, a lot of the things I've been seeing lately with the playoff rankings, they got Penn State coming in at number four, just for you know, some of these guys looking way ahead. I think Penn State is definitely a twenty seven and a half point better team. Now, with the way they run the ball and the way they run the ball at the quarterback, I don't think they're gonna get to that number, even though Northwestern is not a good football team. It's a it's a really high number um it's a noon kickoff we're you know we're traveling it's an early game over unders at 46 um give me northwestern and the 27 and a half i just think the way the offense has ran that it's not going to be that type of game so give me northwestern and the points jacob uh, how you feeling about that one
1: yeah this is quite the spread but yeah i'm with you northwestern is just one of those teams it's like you just know that they're not that good um, and I hate to do that to them, but their offense is playing better this year. I mean, they, like I said, they just beat Minnesota in overtime. had a crazy comeback last week. Um, so I don't want to just say that they're terrible, terrible, but um, Penn State's another animal. They're really pushing this year to be better than Ohio State. And and Michigan try to get out of their shadow and really push forward with this offense this year. Um they, so the defense is still damn good, too. So that, that's the biggest problem. Um, Northwestern's defense is giving up 300, almost 400 yards a game. Um so this is going to be one of those it's a noon game so you'll be looking at maybe like halftime and it's going to be 31 to 14 something like that. So yeah, I got
2: Penn State covered. Yeah, I'm going to take Penn State too, which now is scary cuz freaking JC went Northwestern. So I guess we'll see how this week goes as well. Uh yeah, I'll I'll take Penn State and uh I'll um not not so much that I think that Northwestern is going to score or that Penn State is going to score a whole bunch of points. I think it's just the fact that their defense is so good Northwestern may not score at all. Uh, so uh, especially the fact that Northwestern can't run the ball. And so far this year, um, Penn State is 4-0 against the spread. So uh, I'm looking for that trend to continue. I'll take Penn State and hopefully J.C. can eat this one. I
1: mean, they uh, did just slow down Iowa and made them score nothing. You know,
2: <laughs> Iowa's offense. Dude, I can't stop thinking about that game, by the way, boys. Uh, every day. Since Keeps the you game. awake at night? No, uh, I Does sleep anyone slow down <laughs> Iowa? Thinking about how terrible
0: Iowa is. slowing themselves down. But we'll definitely get to Iowa. Um, <clears> oh, actually, we probably should have let off with that with the Michigan State stuff, but that's fine. We'll end with Iowa. They're always a, a good conversation yeah, yeah. piece, that's for sure. All right, moving on. Um, a team that hasn't, uh, I don't think they've really let any of us down this year as far as the, the spread goes. Uh number seven Washington at Arizona. It's a 10 P.M. kickoff. Washington is 17 and a half point favorite favorites. The over-under is at sixty-seven and a half. Clint, I'm gonna start with you. Um I think I know your answer, but what you got?
2: Yeah, I won't I won't be long-winded on this one. Uh it's pretty much a blind Washington cover. Like I don't even really have to look at it. It's uh, the the way they score we've seen it so far this year it's it's pretty impressive and i don't see an arizona team that's not that good really slowing them down at all it's not just pinnick's either man he's got three really really good receivers like nfl caliber receivers so yeah. he's he's in an abundance of options every single game for wherever wherever he wants to distribute the ball so yeah give me give me washington i don't care what the number is
1: <laughs> I, appreciate <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I do want to say I, I, I'm not defending Arizona here, but they they're not they're they're three and one. Um, the Washington won't cover. Don't look at me like that. Boy, well, It <laughs> almost
0: was blasphemous coming from
1: you. Yeah. His, no, no Washington will cover this, but um, it is at Arizona late late game. But um, the, the, they actually this is a Pac-12. That's why the over unders there. Like this is a Pac-12 team that can score. Um, they're averaging 450 yards per game And actually, uh, Carolina fans here They went to Mississippi State And lost to them by one score in overtime um, Arizona did So they're actually not just a Pushover, I, that's probably More or less why we see the spread Where it's at, instead of like in the 30s Like it kind of sh- We thought it would be, when you think of Arizona They've been, like, last year did, not they win like just a few games um, So they've kind of turned it around there But yeah, Washington's going to cover, cover the spread So what you're saying is South Carolina's the Pac twelve champions currently. Dude. I'm
0: sorry. Put it on the books. Arizona's the Pac twelve champs? No, South Carolina. You said Mississippi State beat them. We beat Mississippi State. By one score. By proxy. Two plus two is four. Yeah. Wins So wins by proxy. Warriors y'all
1: would maybe be Arizona by two scores, and that's it. <laughs> so we're the Pac twelve champs. Got it. Cool.
0: All right. Um, yeah, this is easy. This is easy. It's Washington by seventy and a half at this point. Now. Yeah, right. <laughs> Look, it's just it, it's a, yeah. I agree. I'm, now I'm we're a coming client. around. I'm with Clint. It's a blind pick. And Jacob touched on it last week with those receivers that Clint, you just mentioned as well. I mean, one of the best trios, duos, Uh, put the whole, however many they got on the roster, put them as some of the best in the nation. So that they roll easy. Um, This next one, man, to me is tough because obviously what happened last week to Colorado at Oregon, um, the talk of the town with all the hype and buzz surrounding all that. Oregon actually uh, released another video, I believe yesterday. Um, some on-field talk between Colorado and them pre-game that mm. they they have released. So, as much as Dan Landing says it's not about the clicks, they're obviously letting all this stuff out to get their own clicks. Yeah. So take that for what you will. Um, but USC at Colorado, it's a noon kickoff, over under, seventy-four and a half, absolutely absurd. But USC opens up as twenty-one and a half point favorites. I'll go ahead and give my take and get to you boys. I picked against Colorado last week. No, I picked I picked Colorado to cover last week versus Oregon. Obviously, that that was way off. Um, and I think Oregon's um, defense is a lot better than USC's. I don't know how much better though. I, I know USC, that's kind of been the talk that they struggled. I don't I don't know, think Colorado has the firepower to keep up with this USC team. I still don't think they have the roster to do it. If it happens, if they get beat by 21 and a have whatever, it, it's not going to surprise me. I just don't see how back-to-back games, they're going to get blown out by this much. They're... I think they're going to show up ready to play. I think the offense is going to be better. It's the offensive line, right? That's going to be the thing. They got to be able to keep Shador Sanders in the pocket and let him throw the ball. Still going to be no Travis Hunter. Um, I'm going to stick with Dion again. Uh, maybe it gets my better judgment, but give me Colorado to cover the 21 and a half. That early kickoff. Um, I believe this is actually a. This is a 9 a.m. This is the 9 a.m. kick.
1: It's a yeah. 9 a.m. Well, morning kick. 10 10 a.m. Because <laughs> it's it's in Colorado, narrow mountain time. So it's two hours back. Okay. Well, there's maybe I thought there's another
0: game coming up. I feel like they had a 9am kick. I could be wrong, but anyway, so yeah, give yeah. me Colorado to cover the 21 and a half Jacob. I think, I think both of you actually were on Oregon last week. So how do you feel this week compared
1: to last? Well, I hate that there still was no Travis Hunter. He even uh texted or called Dion. He was like, yo, I'm playing this week. And Dion's like, no, you're not. Um, So I appreciate <laughs> yeah. Travis Hunter saying that he's, he's wanting to get back out there and be with his boys, especially after last week's thing. Um my problem is it's obviously you saw what Oregon's defense did to Colorado's offense. This is still a high flying offense, but the problem is USC's defense, like JC you were kind of talking about, still not to that next level. It still hasn't shown me that hey, we can really take that next step. And instead of being ranked eighth to twelfth, we can actually go and be in the top four. Um you saw USC won last week or Southern Cal, sorry, boys, uh, at ASU. But they still, like, ASU covered the spread, I believe. And this is a stat that kind of made me kind of really think about this. Um, Southern Cal allowed 12 plays in that game of over 15 yards to ASU. That That's not good. I'm not the greatest at anal- analysis, but that's not good. Um, that's why they were kind of able to score 28 on that defense. If, if Colorado can bounce back and just kind of, be at half of what they have been, they can keep this within that 21 and a half. That's why I'll pick Colorado. Um and I will say this too. This is probably inflated from the Oregon game too, but uh this is one team now actually Colorado's offense is at ad- averaging now 409 yards per game. Their defense is allowing 475 yards. That's normally the other way around. You don't see where defense is allowing more than the offense is getting. So that's kind of alarming from the Colorado side of things, but um, with that kind of spread and USC's defense being the way it is, I I have to take Colorado to cover this week.
2: I like it. You went uh you went USC JC, and you went you went Colorado. <laughs> no, Colorado. Okay, all right, good. Cause I'm going Colorado as well. Just to make sure this wasn't going to get too out of hand. <laughs> um, no, pretty much um, uh, just a combination of both the alls points. The the, the USC's defense is not Oregon's defense. Um, so it, I mean, it felt like Oregon had the ball nearly the whole game during that Oregon Colorado game so um Colorado they're going back home weird game time so USC might they might still be wiping the sleep out of their eyes by by kickoff um so with it being back at home for Colorado trying to get over the embarrassment that they you know endured last week uh 21 and a half I think Colorado can keep it within that try to score on this uh somewhat leaky USC defense so yeah give me Colorado
0: you know how crazy it would be, you know, and rightfully so that you know people had to come back down to earth, the Colorado fans and um, and all that. Obviously, a little more emphasized be the the fact that Dion and all of them do talk so much. Which look, he he talks a talk, walks a walk. But could you imagine after all the talk last week? Hey, they're back where they should be. They're not really that good, and they just beat. USC and how the tables are like the media frenzy, man. I'm like I'm just here for chaos. Dude, at this time. all
2: my phone would probably just catch Dude. fire just from all of the, oh, yeah. the notifications that would blow up after that. Honestly, that and
1: Oregon, you'd have to freaking bump them up like way up there when yeah, they're true. ninth now, like shit. Yeah, yeah,
2: because everybody
1: I, I st- and their mother loves Caleb Williams. So if he loses to Colorado, yeah, bump Oregon it. way up there.
0: I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Put Spencer at number five in the Heisman just so he beats out old Dylan Gabriel, just for my own personal sake. <laughs> but that, that's not a conversation that we need to have. All right. Speaking of Oregon, they're taking on Stanford. They are at Stanford. 630 kickoff on Saturday. Over-unders at 60 and a half. Stanford is a 27 and a half point favorites. Look, you see what Oregon's doing. They're averaging 50 whatever points a game. It's ab- absolutely absurd. 27 and a half. I'm in all day on that. Stanford's not a good team. Stanford has not been good in four or five years. So give me
2: Oregon to cover that one. Yeah, uh, another blind cover. That's essentially what, what I've got right here. Oregon, obviously, is having a great year, scoring really well, uh, averaging 570 yards a game, and they're going against a Stanford team that allows 430 yards game on average. So that's a recipe for this to get out of hand early and quickly. So, uh, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll take Oregon. Oh, yeah. Oregon's going to win this game. The only reason that
1: I would even think about Given this an uh, an an opportunity for them to cover would be this is could possibly be like a look ahead game for Oregon because they have Washington like we talked about last pod they have a bye week so it may not be necessarily a look ahead game but like but it it still could be a look ahead game but I still have Oregon covering this offense is just another level and Clint like you said giving up 430 yards like we just talked about Colorado their their offense is only scoring or giving. Getting 375 yards per game, so like mm-hmm. it's not a good average. You want it to be the other way around, it, if if nothing else. So, um, 27 and a half is a lot, but I'm I'm gonna take it. This I gotta stay with this Oregon team, man. They they're my Pac-12 champs, so yeah, you gotta stick with them. There you go. Which is obviously a very good pick. All right, I've made a lot of notes it's
0: kind of kind of pick my teams, and uh this one's blank. I don't know who to go with. I'm torn either way. I think I think I know where I'm lead where I'm leaning. But I'd like to hear you guys take first. So Notre Dame traveling to Duke. Uh, game day is going to be there. I believe this is the first time game day has ever been there for a football game. I'm sure whatever basketball version of game day I know they have, they have been to Duke a million times. Um, yeah. Well, it's going to be the first time that college game day is there for football. Uh, Notre Dame opens up as five and a half point favorites um, coming off a of just absolutely heartbreaking loss last week. and. All the drama with Lou Holtz and Ryan Day and all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, close one. I think the spread's pretty accurate. I could see it going either way. Um, Clint, if you had to pick, who you got? Well, I do have to pick. That's how this works. you have to pick. You have to pick, yeah. I was going to give you an out, but I'm like, no, we can't. (laughs) All right, fair (laughs) enough.
2: (laughs) Well, since, you, since you're since you making me, I guess, I, I guess I'll make a pick. I'm making it. Uh, th- I'm with you, JC. This is a game that I kind of stared at and just was like, dude, I don't know. But I, I think with the way these two teams play, this is going to be a pretty low-scoring game. And, again, it just might be one of those situations where we come down to the end and it's a field goal that wins it. Um, I am interested to see what Duke looks like playing a good team because they haven't played anybody even close hey, to being hey. oh, okay. okay. I, I, didn't hey. <laughs> hey. I didn't know if you're gonna think of I didn't know if you're gonna pick him up. I love <laughs> it. I love it. Uh no, but it, even with that point, it the Clemson game that Duke had first game of the year, even though the score being twenty eight to seven, I think everybody kind of agrees that the game didn't look like that. And two, if Clemson Duke played, you know, next week, I think it would look like a, a, a different game. Uh after Thank Clemson you. They had LAF, uh, Northwestern, and then UConn. So that's it, this is going to be a tough test for them, obviously. Notre Dame coming off the loss, it, it, can they rebound? It's kind of a heartbreaker the way they did lose, not field enough men on the last two plays. Uh, and Duke, uh, I haven't been to the stadium, but I imagine it's going to be a, a pretty rowdy game. Uh, so uh, I'll take Duke to uh, cover the, the the small spread there.
1: Yeah, I i really agree with your um take there, Clint. I I was looking at the the Duke, their stadium holds forty thousand. I think they're probably gonna have forty five thousand somehow. Um probably the biggest game in program history there. And that's saying something cool. They just had Clemson, but this is Duke's season to prove it. They get both of these teams at home. I mean, you saw what they did to Clemson. Um, really Clemson did to themselves, but that's another yeah that <laughs> yeah. did that podcast. Um but I do appreciate you saying about Clemson that that if they played a game, it would be a different different story. But um, <laughs> but this game, I'm honestly picking Notre Dame and pretty confident with it. because um, you're giving me at least one touchdown. Like I think Notre Dame's going to win by at least one touchdown. I personally think Notre Dame's going to be hella pissed, not because of the whole Lou holtz Ryan Day thing, just because they only scored 14 points against um. It was 14, right, against Ohio State. I know they lost in the last play.
0: Yeah, 17-14, mm. yep.
1: so I believe. I I personally thought, just like I think a lot of America did, that that game would be in the, at least in the 20s per team. Um, so that was just kind of a disappointing low-scoring game. Um, Duke's defense obviously is decent, but they, like you said, they played Connecticut, uh, Northwestern, LAF. I think that's Louisiana of something. Lafayette. I think Clemson, Lafayette. And uh, they've given up 7 points, 14 points, 7 points, and 7 points. Um, this is going to be really like you said their first big test um, Clemson diced up their defense for the most part like when you look at the yardage for that game but just could not score um, at all so that's why they only gave up seven there but Notre Dame's got too many weapons um, the one way Duke will keep this really close is running the ball and Riley Leonard's built to do that um, he's obviously got an arm on him but he's built to run the ball and if they can keep you know, that Notre Dame offense off the field, they may have a fighting chance. Um, Jordan Waters, their ma- their leading running back, has got seven touchdowns on the year. That's tied for second in the nation, too. So, I mean, this team can run the ball. And if they can do that against Notre Dame, they have a chance. But I personally think that Notre Dame's just coming here pissed and may even win by two scores.
0: Uh, and I'm not saying this to rally you up. I don't know if Clemson and Duke played Saturday that I would be 100% confident in Clemson, not because i don't think clemson has a better roster i just still don't think
1: no we can't get it own way
0: that they've just yeah and i think that's the thing is that you got to get out of your own way and then yeah obviously if a perfect game perfect game i think you're going roster wise with that being said that's what like it's weird to me like you think of notre dame and and ohio state right ohio state's like big playmakers super fast throw the ball down the field like notre dame still has this old school feel to me even though sam hartman can obviously throw the ball anywhere on the field estimates one of the best running backs in the country i think he's leading the country in yards if i'm not mistaken but He's something tells me about just the way this this Duke team plays, um, the way Riley Leonard plays at quarterback position. Um, he throws the ball accurately if they give him time. Look, now I will say the only full blown Duke game from start to finish I've watched is the Clemson game, that day. and that's the thing. That was the beginning of the season. Now they've had all these tune up games to get even better. To my understanding, they don't have a lot of crazy injuries, so. If Riley Leonard stays healthy in this game, which I don't see why they wouldn't, he's got to run the ball like you said, Jacob. You got you got to play to his strength, but I think it's still his legs. Man, this is going to be a huge atmosphere. I think if you guys had not played, if he had not played Duke, I'm sorry, if he had not played Clemson, open the season at Duke, I think this would be too much maybe early on for Duke, right? But the fact that they've already beaten you guys, they proved it. I think they come in here. I don't think they come in here hot headed or like overconfident. But I think it's going to be a a really good atmosphere, even though, like you said, it's only going to be 40, 45,000 people. I think it's going to be a field goal game. I think it's going to come down to a field goal. And from all of college football, from what I've seen, there's not been a lot of good field goal kickers. So hopefully somebody will actually make one. But I think it's going (laughs) to be a field goal game. Give me Duke to cover the five and a half. And I I will say, man, the whole time you guys were talking, I talked to myself
2: into both positions multiple times. Uh, Dude, as I I was speaking, in my own head, I had flipped positions three times. So, (laughs) uh, I'll (laughs) feel you, man. Yeah, I mean, this Duke team will do it to you. They'll confuse you.
1: I mean, they're a very well-coached team. I I was going to kind of mention this earlier, too, is when we talk about Michigan State, is, you know, Mike Elko's a damn good coach. I think if Michigan State, whenever they get through this season with whatever interim coach they have, I think one of the first phone calls they're going to make it to Mike Elko.
0: Hang it up. Hang it uh, up the phone.
1: I mean, yeah. But I'm just saying, everyone's
0: leaving. Stay at Duke, Michigan State. Too much going on, bro. No, I agree. But like that, he's a damn good but, coach. But you're right; so. they're gonna call him yeah. as they should. But oh, you yeah. should hang up the phone. <laughs> um, Clint, I'm gonna let you lead with this one since. Uh, well, I was gonna say may, maybe I'll, I'll take it. I was gonna say since we watched Mississippi State, I know you were traveling. I know Jacob was doing some traveling too. Alabama at Mississippi State, nine o'clock, nine o'clock kickoff. Bama's fourteen and a half point favorites. To me, that's a lot. This Mississippi State team is pretty good. and They got blown by LSU. We beat them by seven, but they have a pretty decent run game. I think they were actually leading the SEC in rushing up until that game, and now Tennessee's overtaking them in, in rushing yards or total rushing yards for the season. Um, pretty good defense. Obviously, they kind of diced up our secondary a little bit, which has been also kind of Alabama's issue. So for 14-and-a-half, give me Mississippi State to cover. Um, seems like Alabama's figured out the quarterback position, meaning they're sticking with Milro. But I don't think that necessarily means that like all the problems are solved. I just think they're going to stick with him the rest of the way, barring just an absolutely atrocious outing from him. So, give me Mississippi State. I think it's going to be a close when it's at Mississippi State. So the cowbells are going to be going crazy at night. Um, so yeah, that, that's my take, Clint. What you got on that one?
2: Let's well, should get interesting because uh, I've got Bama, man. I uh, I just think Mississippi State is not very good. Uh, uh, the game last week with with South Carolina South Carolina looked like they were again we talked about this they were kind of messing around for a good bit like just trying to just force mm. the run game and still I'll give you you all can both guess what do you think the post game win expectancy for the South Carolina Mississippi State game was? Oof. Uh like who led the most? Just the post game win expectancy. So again what I was talking like the about last episode throughout the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I figured it'd be us for the most part, throughout the whole game, we came in as favorites and had the I mean, for I think the whole game. I was for the most part.
1: Y'all were y'all technically. I'm looking at the box score. Y'all y'all were down to them at certain points during the game, right? Or <laughs> am I wrong? I don't know if we
0: got down to them.
1: Y'all were tied 27 they, all. They they t- they definitely tied. I yeah. believe at one point. But I'm, We
0: came in as six and a half point favorites.
1: Right. I would say like knowing that system that ESPN has, if Mississippi State was you know, not favored and they kind of kept it that close the whole game, I'd say it'd be 51% South
2: Carolina or something like that. It'd be kind of close. So according to the South Carolina post game, what expect to see it was 96%. So going, going back to my point that I, it kind of looked like South Carolina had the game pretty much the whole time. And it was never, at least when I watched it, I, I wasn't that worried at any point during the game. Uh, I, and that was with all the big plays that we gave up in the air. I don't think Alabama's going to do that, not even a little bit. I mean, if they give up one, that's probably it. We gave up so many big plays that it made Mississippi State look so much better than I think they actually are. And that's not just – I'm not trying to dog them. That's just just the the case. That's how I see it. Uh, I think Bama, like you said, with Milrow, I think he is going to start to get better. He had a decent game last week. I know he had a a pick, I think, in the red zone. But outside of that, he had like an 80-something percent completion percentage for the game. So I, he may be improving. Hopefully he is for the sake of Alabama and Alabama fans. But yeah, just just with with how these these games played out these past couple of weeks, I, I don't think Mississippi State is that good. And I think Alabama is starting to hopefully click with that quarterback in their offense. So give me Bama and I'll lay, what was said, 14 and a half?
0: Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's just weird how you said that because we talked about it. That's how I felt most of the game. It's yeah. kind of hard to describe, but I just felt like, because the score didn't show it, really. Mm-hmm. But I felt like we were two touchdowns better most of the time. Mm-hmm. And I really don't, I'm not going to go back on it now because I'll stick with my gut, but I, I told myself last week after Ole Miss I wouldn't pick against Alabama again, but here I am. <laughs> Just because they still haven't. But yeah, but they beat Ole Miss by 14, so they should be this team by 14 and a half. But something tells me the Cowboys are going to ring pretty loud, yeah. I'm going to stick with my gut, so I'll stick to it. Even though, you almost talked me out of it as well. Jacob, <laughs> yeah. how you feeling that one?
1: I, dude, a little bit more worrisome about my pick because I have it written down Mississippi State's my pick. Clint, those those stats are good, and that kind of makes me a little bit more worried. But I was thinking two things. One, the thing to fear for Bama is they actually, Mississippi State has a seasoned quarterback. Been around, like I said, where he's third at all time in, in yards in the SEC history. Um, Bama obviously does not have that right now. Um, but the thing to fear for Mississippi State is the line play. This is a whole step forward, even with Bama having uncertainty about this, about that. They got some big boys up front, and that's always been – that was their their motto going in this year was murder ball. And if they run the ball like they said they wanted to and can keep that offense off the field, that worries me a lot. But I was going into this, seeing that score, 37-30 and 30 against y'all, and just seeing how well he was just over the top and, and knowing that was Bama's you know, weak spot against, especially against Texas and stuff, just beating them right over the top. I figured they could probably do it again and keep it within that fourteen and a half. And I'll, and I'll keep that. I'll keep that as as my pick. But that that does worry me some.
2: It's gonna be a good week.
1: This is at Mississippi State now. It's nine o'clock game. So I mean, that's the like I was getting one all the up calabels. on you. Get one up on you boys this week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's at nine
2: p.m. <laughs> yep, it's kind of mm-hmm. a late game.
0: Which is eight, I
1: think. <clears> to Sabin
0: Saban's gonna be asleep. <laughs> yeah he's, about, <laughs> he's getting that time. old I me mean, uh i i won't i won't i will not uh all right sticking with the sec uh a six o'clock kickoff number 13 lsu traveling to number 20 old miss lsu opens up its two and a half point favorites jacob i'll let you lead on this one
1: yeah this is um Gonna be a very good game, honestly. LSU's only favorite two and a half. They kind of sputtered last week, um, and didn't dominate like people thought they would. Um, and and so did Ole Miss. People thought they would keep that game closer, you know, against Bama. Um, and LSU played Arkansas last week, so that this is gonna be a. I I certainly understand the the spread in this six o'clock game on the ESPN. Um, this is the fir- first time this has been a top twenty ranked matchup. Uh, since 2003, that was back when, guess who was the quarterback at Ole Miss? 2003, uh, yep. that'd be uh, Eli Manning. Eli Manning, that's what I'm talking about. Um, so th- this is this could be a toss-up. Dart can turn around and light it up again, and then Jalen Daniels can turn around and continue to light it up. This could be a shootout kind of game. Um I- if if you're only telling me LSU's got two and a half to cover, I really want because they were my SEC pick. I got to stick with it just like I did with Oregon. I really think they're going to cover that. Um, so LSU's my pick, but th- man, this is going to be that that stadium's going to be loud. I think they're they're planning to their, to do their little stripe thing in the stadium where they have like one section where the red, one section where the blue, which is awesome looking. Um, it, this is going to be a tough one to go in there and pull out for LSU, but I, I gotta I gotta
2: have them cover that two and a half. Yeah, I'm going to take LSU as well. I, I don't have a lot on this game. Other than the fact that I I just don't, <clears throat> at least I have all, all year. I've been like, Ole oh, Miss, you know, they can score. They're going to get it figured out. And they do score, but not near at the clip that they used to in years past. And I think we just might have to get used to that. Like, just might have to accept that Ole Miss isn't that great offensively. Like, you know, they're not going to be scoring 60-70 every single week. LSU's good. Right. I I know LSU's had some close calls. Obviously, we know about the, the, the first game and losing to four state. <clears throat> uh four state's still very good. And or um sorry, LSU is still very good. So yeah, at two and a half points, uh, I definitely think LSU's a field goal better than Ole Miss. So give me LSU.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Um Ole Miss obviously didn't have the offensive output they wanted last week, but I still don't think that's going to be enough to keep up with LSU if they're playing the way they can. So, yeah, give me LSU as well, covering that 2.5. All right, moving on. Number 14, ranked Oklahoma at home versus Iowa State. The line's at 19.5. The over-under is at 48.5. What an interesting spread we got, Jacob. You ain't got to talk to me first. Okay.
2: (laughs) What an interesting spread we have. Claire. Buddy, I was hoping to hear from you first. I thought you were just gonna take okay. the mic, I'll, rip it off the stand, and just no, start okay. going off. This was Iowa State by No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, um, this no, is, this is tough, man. This is
0: tough because obviously their offense is way better than Iowa State's. But these are like these are those weird games when the big like these teams, man, like Iowa State and Iowa mm. in the past, not so much this year, where they just you know they're a little slower paced, and they kind of keep. I say that Iowa State's had some some good quarterback play. We we talked about uh, Brock Purdy before the uh, episode started. Um, but God, nineteen and a half's a lot, man. It's a lot even for this offense. And when it gets into conference play, man, I kind of lean against those big spreads. Um, so yeah, Oklahoma winning by twenty wouldn't surprise me in this situation. But because it is a conference game, we're starting to get into those. Nineteen and a half still seems like a lot. Iowa State's not, you know, totally falling apart like some of these other teams are, um, aka their rival. Um, so give me Iowa State to cover the nineteen and a half. Not confident in that, but that's just such a big spread. So I'll take Iowa
1: State. Okay. No, I I agree. This is a night game in Norman. Um, I was saying just like I was talking about with the uh, what was it the, Penn State game or something like that about going back and forth about it. Like I was going back and forth about this one. Um, uh, because of the spread, um, Iowa State two and two on the year, not looking outstanding, but not like like you said, JC, not like just trash either. Because they did beat Oklahoma State last week. Now, Oklahoma State's not as good as they have been by any stretch of the imagination, but they did lose to Iowa uh, twenty to thirteen. So, right, it, it's going to be kind of whatever. But I, I, at the end of the day, I can't. I'm not going to say that they're going to. Oklahoma's going to cover the almost 20 points, 19 and a half. I mean, they they got this game at home, night game. I really think, honestly, this is the time for their defense to step up. They've been allowing 310 yards um, as a defense, really 215 passing yards. I really think they're going to step that up this week and kind of show show off that, hey, we are a complete team. It's not just our offense can score a lot or whatever. I I think that they're going to step it up on the defense. So I got Oklahoma.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm going to take Oklahoma as well, boys, and I'm going to give you some completely unfounded reasons why. Uh, Love it. It's I'm really just it. the one. Uh, Oklahoma this year has flip-flopped each week going off offensively and then the, kind of like kind of a lackluster week. So they start off this year, Arkansas State 73 nothing, and they had kind of a lackluster 28-11 to win against SMU. And they went off again 66 to 17 against Tulsa. And then last week they had kind of a lackluster win 20 to 6 against Cincinnati. Well, guess what, boys? This this is the odd week. So I'm completely unfounded, but I'm I'm definitely gonna assume they're gonna go off again. Iowa State. I haven't checked on it recently, but uh as far as I know, they're still fielding only two thirds of a team due to all the gambling issues that, that they've had. So uh yeah, give me give me Oklahoma. See, that that's a kind of analysis that I need. before. There you go,
0: buddy. Because those those type of things are only really spot on. Like, I <laughs> like that a lot, actually. That's pretty good. Because it's not like, oh, they scored 70 and they scored 50. No, like 70 to 20. And now we go, whatever you said, 60 to 20. Yeah. Like. So if they're on, that's what I'm saying. If they're on, they're on, it sounds like an on week. So let's hope they got, they got two not-so-great weeks. Um. So we'll see. Alright, well, that's good. We can all differ on that. Um. Not all, but some of us. Um, all right, moving on to biggest game of the weekend for me and Clint. Um, except for uh, the what's the other game you're sweating? Georgia, Auburn, Michigan, Nebraska. I'm, done, I'm sweating like
2: sweating. half of these games.
0: Yeah, sweat. You're sweating. All yeah, yeah. Let's just be honest. Sweat, uh, man. Uh, number 21, Tennessee. Hosting South Carolina in which Tennessee fans have dubbed a revenge game, which I think is hilarious for how much they You know, say we're a bad team every year, yada yada yada. Good for them. Cool. They're going. They're going black jerseys, black them out. I love it. Let's do it. Do all. Do get whatever hype you need up because (laughs) this is insane, dude. They're twelve and a half point favorites. I don't understand the little ESPN graphic when it has the fan percentage. It's (laughs) seventy percent Tennessee, and then it's like seventy point one and twenty nine point. Like whatever. Like it's it's crazy. Yeah, absolutely crazy. Um, Jacob, I'm gonna let you open up with this one because. I'm, I am I want to just go kind of off, but I'm going to chill out for a minute. Um, What do you got? 12 and a half point favorites. That's a lot. There's a Tennessee team that I guess really has a, had one bad half of football, but to a Florida team that has also not looked so hot kind of
1: early on. So what you got there, bud? Yeah, I'll start off with the good first. Best thing for y'all is I think y'all are covering the 12 and a half. I think that is a very odd um, spread for sure. So that's the good news. The other good news is your your quarterback's damn good. I think he's much better than Joe Milton, um, a lot more accurate for damn sure. Um, but the 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 negative things that really I'm not sure about, and I I don't this will be the difference if y'all actually go in and win the game, um, which y'all are certainly capable of doing, is this defense, man. Um giving up more yards than your offense is getting. And these are some stats for your third year off uh, defensive coordinator, Clayton White. Uh, You're 14th in the SEC in all these categories, which is the last in the SEC. Total defense. I was going to say, I think there's only 14 teams. Yep. Total defense, giving up 432 yards per game. Uh, Yards per play, giving up six yards per play. Uh, Tackles for loss, you're giving up 19 per game, which is tied for... 14th. And then uh, opponents first downs. You're giving up 21 and a half first downs per game. Uh, I know Joe Milton is not nearly as good as a lot of other quarterbacks in the SEC and in the country. But against this defense, man, I I don't know. And especially with Tennessee being able to run the ball, um, they're averaging 230 yards per game. Y'all are averaging 75. That's been y'all's Achilles heel in my mind all year long. Um, <laughs> This game, man, I, I think, like I said, that, that spread is very odd. I would think that spread should be more around like seven and a half, maybe even like five and a half, somewhere in there. I don't know if there's some injuries we just don't see or don't know about or something else is going on. But I know Tennessee will be fired up. Like I said, they're making this a revenge game for whatever reason. I know y'all beat them last year, but um, I I think y'all are going to cover. But if y'all win is if y'all can run the ball. I've said that every damn podcast about y'all, and I still had not seen it. It's, last game looked better. It looked better. but. Still need to, to run the ball. I don't know how it's a revenge. Like,
0: they if they were in the playoff talk again this year, then I would say it's a revenge game because they would have been in the playoff last year if they hadn't lost to us, more than likely. They would have been. Him, yep. But so I don't know what the revenge game is. But, Clint, <laughs> how you feeling, man? Because, I, dude, I don't get it, man. Two and a half is kind of crazy. I'll sit back I mean, After
2: all the stats, Jacob just ran off. I don't feel quite as good as I did about five minutes ago. Well, he's giving. He's talking about the past
0: years. I don't give. I don't care. We don't care. No, anymore. no, that was in this in this situation. That's your defense for care. this year. <laughs>
1: yeah. You said the last three years. No, that's th- this is his third year. This is your defensive coordinator Clayton White's oh, I, third oh. year. That's oh, yeah, the stats second. He's look, allowing our second, this year. Yeah, no, our secondary is depleted. Yeah, and we're two yeah. and two. <clears> that's so. true. Yeah, I'm gonna sit back now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, buckle up. Uh, buckle up, boys. It's gonna be a bumpy so you're ride. Saying there's a chance. Listen, I kind of do get the whole revenge thing because to to paint the picture again, Tennessee not only was in the playoff hunt, Tennessee fans were talking so much shit on all the teams. They were talking about, I don't know if you remember that same week that we beat them, TCU had a super close win. I think it was like either they won at the very end of regulation or it was an overtime win, something like that. I can't remember. But, dude, Tennessee was all over social media talking smack about this is really the team that's going to be in the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. And then Tennessee goes and loses, embarrassingly, to South Carolina. Uh, so I, I guarantee this is why it's revenge because they just got so embarrassed by it. Uh, it's a night game. That's it, it's This is going to be a rowdy game. It, I hope it doesn't get too chippy because we can't afford to lose anybody to stupid, stupid penalties and ejections. I will say something that worries me. Yeah, the defense. I don't know what the deal with the second with, with the secondary is. Why? Like it takes us getting burned six times in one game to finally go. Jesus, maybe we should stop allowing guys to just run ten yards behind us before we realize what's going on. Hopefully, that got addressed. Uh, who knows? We'll see. the The thing that worries me the most is uh, Tennessee is third in the nation in sacks, and. South Carolina is up there with allowing the most sacks in the nation. I don't know exactly where we are, but we're we're definitely one of the worst in allowing sacks. You better believe that Tennessee is going to be blitzing the shit out of Spencer Rattler. Spencer's good; he's great. I mean, shoot, he should be. This continues; he should be in the Heisman talk just by sheer will alone. He's had us close against Georgia and winning some of these games by himself, uh, him and Xavier. Mm. So uh, that does worry me. I hope he can stay healthy through this game because, like I said, they're going to bring the heat. Milton, in my eyes, isn't uh, a quarterback that can expose us too much in that secondary uh, because he might just overthrow everybody anyway. I'm (laughs) hoping that's the case. Uh, But, yeah, 12-and-a-half, of course. I'm going for the the outright win, but for the sake of our picks, uh, I'll take uh, South Carolina and the points.
0: Yeah, so I think, I think the secondary thing can be a scheme change. I've I've said it in one of the other podcasts mm-hmm. and been saying it for years. I hate when we go soft coverage and just allow us to just get people to play passing like pitch and catch all all day with us underneath. But at this this game, proved to me that he can do it. Right? Um, obviously, we're thin in the secondary, but we can play different schemes where hopefully we're not just getting people blowing by us like that. Because if he has time in the pocket, that's the thing. If he has time in the pocket, he he can make the, the throws downfield. But. We need to be able to, to rush 4 and drop you know 7 and make him just pick us apart which I don't think he can do. I think early on he's going to look good and accurate cuz you know we we'll play some some soft coverage but um not that this is anything new. I, I started listening to Shane Beamer's press conference from from yesterday. Um I don't think this guy had even played played yet, but it was a transfer from Mercer offensive alignment of uh, Nye Manzel. He had whatever practice they had Sunday. He got hurt. He's out for the year. He had surgery on Monday. So, Beamer said we're down seven offensive linemen that can't practice. Jeez. Not that they're not going to play, but you can't practice. It's hard to, to, run a, to run a practice when you got seven guys that can't practice when you're talking about scout team and Ones and twos and all, and that we're stuff. already so thin um, at that spot. Oh my god! And we're thin now, again. That that doesn't mean that they're not all able to play, but that's just kind I know. Of thin yeah, of but still, right. And we got a true freshman starting off left tackle. That's so tree Bob laid. However you say his last name, that's gonna be close as I'm gonna be able to get. So the depth chart's out. Mario Anderson's is the number one running back. Should be the on will be, it'll be or to on, and then Juju third. Um, Amirian Brown is gonna play. Nice. At wide receiver. Juice juice is out. So we'll have Xavier. We get Brown, who we desperately need. Mm. Um and then And Doty. And we got Doty, yeah. Uh Jacob's favorite South Carolina player with <laughs> Doty. So we got him. So look, the the key is can we can we be disrupted with four? Which we've shown we can on occasion. We have to do it consistently throughout a four quarter game. And can we just give Spencer enough time to throw a slant to Xavier and let him run past everybody? This is gonna be kind of the thing because as much as we talk about our secondary, um, theirs is kind of iffy, too. I mean, you saw what we did last year. Now, again, we don't have Juice Wells, which is like he was a huge part of that last year. Um, I just think 12 and a half is too much, man. I, I don't see it. I'm, I'm confident we can go in there and get a win. But what you said, Clint, does kind of worry me that I think it's going to get chippy because I think they do have a chip on their shoulder about um, a revenge game because of the fact that we did what we did to them so yeah hopefully we keep our head straight and don't make any stupid mistakes yeah. and penalties and getting kicked out of the game because god knows we can't afford that um but we have the talent to do it like i'm gonna be disappointed if we don't go in there and get a win like no, we need too. this yeah um oh, yeah. so to me this is easy 12 and a half crazy big spread um so yeah give me south kind of game cost give me cox by 90
1: yeah this is one y'all gotta have if you're gonna go bowling this year um what in my in my opinion? Which, you don't think I mean, we're going bowling? I think you would, but like y'all need to kind of get get it going here. Well, um
0: we got another easy game. We're gonna beat you guys. We're gonna beat Vandy. So we're already at five. We win this at six. Well, we're only at two wins. Yeah, we're definitely going bowling.
2: Okay, uh, that, that um, math didn't add up, but I, I'll I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Tennessee, <laughs> Florida, Missouri, a And Are you guys going bowling? Kentucky, Ooh. Clemson. Uh, we will,
1: but we're not going we to be the We got the same record. Do we not? Right now? Right now, yeah. But uh, your yeah, record. So are you guys I mean, going bowling? We will. We will. Why? Are- Why are you guys on we or not? Because
0: y'all play Syracuse?
1: it's swear to God. No, you, you, you have some. I'm saying, like, y'all beat Mississippi State. You beat Furman. But you, you thought you would win the North Carolina game. And this is one of those that you, you think you definitely should win. So you really need them. Because you play Florida. You play Missouri. You play A&M. When? When? When yeah. the quarterback's out. AM okay. quarterback's out for the year. That's at Missouri, you talked about going there. It's a haunted place. You're not going to get a win there. Florida, yeah, we, if they win dude, this the week, last, it's going to be a pretty good team. The last time
0: you know what happened the last time we were in Missouri? Our graduate transfer Zeb Nolan came in the game for a injured Luke Doty and made the game winning pass.
1: Well I mean okay, but like Or is that I at Vandy it it could have been at Vandy. I mean you got Jacksonville State too much. Hey. <laughs> like the only two for sure wins you got right now are Jacksonville State and Vandy. And Clemson I, okay, we're buddy. a better football team than you guys right now. I was just giving it. Uh, I don't know about that. But one we're thing I will turn, say: we're not
0: turning the ball over. We turn the ball over on two long passes. Hey, we fixed we it, and we had one turnover,
1: and it was a game breaker against Florida State. So we're right. fixing it, but it's just it's it's not pretty. But one thing I want to say is, I need to see a sighting from two players. I need to see more than one catch on the season from Nick Harbor. I thought the dude was supposed to be like this next level guy. So where is he? Why can't we get him? In the games more, I don't know if he's hurt. No, no, or... no, no, no. Look,
0: it's not hurt. I don't think a lot of people. He's a true freshman who did not play a lot of receiver in high school. He played defensive end most of his career. Played defensive end. Came so, in for tight end a little bit. Win the ball. He's got to learn the playbook. He's got to know the schemes. So all that stuff and getting in. So I think it's just more of a. Can a we get him returning punts? Like something. Let's. Man.
1: The dude like let's get him on the field I'd like, like
0: that's. I know. I I agree. I agree, yeah. but I think there's some of like the comments online have been like not understanding that there's actually like you need to know the plays and stuff before you get in there. Because he, no, so, he he didn't come in early. He like he missed spring ball. He didn't come into the summertime because he actually like played out his because he was doing track. So he finished out his entire high school like season and all that stuff. So I agree though. I think I would put that the thing you sent out about who was the fastest guy in the NFL, college, high school, and it was Xavier yet. Nick Carver would probably pass him. Oh yeah, to That's what I'm on, saying on just him the the field somewhere. So, I agree. Which he, yeah. he's been getting a, a little bit more
1: plays, with. I'm with you. I, at least to keep the defense honest, this could be a breakout game for him because you, you know who uh, freaking Tennessee had last year when they beat Bama. Um, the kid that's on the Giants right now, Jalen Hyatt. Jalen yeah, Hyatt. He's, that he's was freaking one of the Oregon. fastest guys ever. <laughs> like, let's put this dude in there and give Tennessee a taste of their own medicine. And the other reason I was one, the other guy I want to see is, aside from Tonka Hemingway, like going into this year. I don't know your roster like you do, but I remember him being like a damn good player. Where did he go? Well, so Tonka's is a D tackle. He's a right. D tackle's body. But he's got 10, he had 10 off- tackles
0: on the season, no sacks. Right. We've had to put him at DN at times. He doesn't have the speed of a DN rusher. But making up for him has been Boogie Huntley, Alex Huntley playing the defensive also went to defensive end and T J Sanders kinda getting in there. So I agree. Tonka needs to get more involved. I think he's I think he's kinda of going back to this D tackle position, plugging that middle. But yeah, we've kinda of, kinda of had to operate differently on the D line. But I agree with you. Yeah, he's theoretically should have more than ten tackles. So maybe this is his breakout game and we can get some of those tackles for loss. That's apparently we're sitting at fourteenth in the conference. Um, yeah. uh, n- next time keep those stats to yourself.
1: I'm just saying the
0: truth. <laughs> I don't need to. I don't need to know those things. Honestly,
2: for Harbor, it'd be nice to see him like in a red zone situation where it's like, hey, you see that? That's how he scored the one. Time? The, well, that, that, that's oh, how he had the touch up. on with right. Sellers. You see that orange yeah. pylon right there? Run to it. I'm gonna throw the ball kind of high. You just joke. That's but that's he did that to the front pylon with Sellers, exactly. and he just get a back to, shoulder like I, I, I want think to see him like spot. returning
0: punts. Well, I don't know laterally. If I don't want to. I don't want to get his. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get his head knocked
1: off. I'm good with uh he's so who, tall return- ACO. Yeah, he is. Yeah,
0: yeah he's tall.
1: Who yeah. is returning punts for y'all anyway? Is it uh, done uh his it's um, not Oh he did a little bit.
0: Uh damn, who is returning punts back right there?
1: I'm trying to look at some of the stat. DK lines was back there. Oh man. Yeah, I think DK was a little bit. See, I mean y'all are sharing it like give yeah, freaking Nick Arbor. He he's just sitting nah. on the sideline, like reading the playbook, like <laughs> Just give them a chance. Yeah. That's just all I'm saying.
2: No, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Tennessee, also, not to make this whole pot about Tennessee, South Carolina, but one last point. Tennessee, the only like legitimate team that they've kind of played so far is Florida. And we we saw that went that 29 to 16 loss. Again, that was in Gainesville. So it's yeah, a tough place to play. But outside of that, Tennessee's played uh, Virginia, uh, App State, I believe, and UTSA. Um, so, when they face tough, tougher competition, maybe they don't look so great. So, um, no, no, that wasn't App State. It was Austin P. Yeah. So they definitely have not played yeah. super tough competition.
0: Right. Yeah. That was that crazy. I mean, so that's the thing, man. Like, like depth wise, we had probably more last year, and we had juice this year. I feel more confident about our offense going into the game. And Tennessee is not as good as a team as they were last year. That's why I'm kind of so high on it. I mean, they were top five in the country, mm. hitting hooker Heisman you know, finalists, Jalen Hyatt, they had this phenomenal team, national championship aspirations. And we were kind of like we just got blown out by Florida. The only touchdown we scored was from Kai Kroger, our punter. We just had like the worst outing of all time. Mm-hmm. So like I'm just I'm way more confident this week than 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 last year
2: this time. But can I give y'all a quick little game break uh information thing right, real quick? Like something non football, something a little more baseball. Ronald Cunha just became the first 40-70 guy in the history of MLB baseball. That's 40 home Sounds. runs, 70 stolen bases, and then he Dude, scored. I got
1: a webcam on. I'm getting a boner. Stop it.
2: <laughs> Don't wear. We can't bad. see it anyway. back
1: <laughs> What is that joke on? <laughs> oh man, no. I love this pod. But
2: after he stole the, he got the stolen base. Later, he scored the um the winning walk off run. So, good night for Acuna, that's uh, also awesome. making history out there. Sounds like yeah, uh, he's uh, gonna beat out
0: old Matt Olson for the MVP now. Yeah, uh, baseball likes his history. Yeah, yeah, so yeah for sure. They're gonna give it to the forty-seven <clears throat> guy. Oh man, yeah. well I appreciate that. That'll uh not really segue us, but <laughs> we'll we'll move on to the next game.
1: Well, let's talk about Florida. We were talking about Florida.
0: Florida at Kentucky. Florida's one and a half point favorites. Kentucky's 4 0. Give me Kentucky.
1: Whoa. Simple
0: as that. Simple as that. Kentucky's one and a
1: half point favorite. Simple as that, huh?
0: No, no, no. Florida's one and a half point favorite, but give me Kentucky. Yeah. Really? Kentucky is the one and a half point favorite. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. You're right, you're right. I see. That's the one that was messed up on the format thing. All right, you're right. Okay, no, I saw that and I was like, oh,
1: wow. Interesting. Then even better. Give me Kentucky again. Okay. Is that because of Devin Leary or just because of Florida being Florida?
0: Florida being Florida. I just got a good feeling, man, about this Kentucky. Okay. Game.
1: Well, let me ask you this. Um, who who leads the SEC in completion percentage? It's not. God cannot be Graham Mertz. It's Graham Mertz. He's fourth in the nation in completion percentage right now. 77%. Yeah. Well, uh, if you watch his second game. Second is Rattler at 74. His, watch his game and watch. do the eye test.
0: And it's gonna no.
2: tell you that's not accurate. Well, they have to I agree. Well, I mean they have to play he is accurate though. They'll have to play Georgia too here soon. So that that'll, yeah, so he'll that.
0: have twenty incompletions in the second half. Yeah, right? just like we did. Because if it wasn't for that, I think Spencer would literally be at like eighty eight percent. Legit, like actually. Yeah. <laughs> some, some stupid yeah. some stupid. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. He had more touchdowns and incompletions last game
2: and probably gonna do the same thing versus Tennessee. We're moving on to Tennessee. All right, Kentucky, Florida, Clint. Now I'm actually surprised how quick you were on Kentucky. Uh like really surprised. Yeah. That scares me because that probably means Kentucky's gonna win by, you know, twenty one points now. Uh I had some time to think about it. Well, <laughs> Kentucky I, I'm going Florida. Um Grammer's actually hasn't been that bad. I know he got given some crap, you know, beginning of the year, preseason, stuff like that. He's just playing smart football and he's doing exactly what Florida needs him to do. And Kentucky has played nobody. They played Ball State, Eastern Kentucky, uh, Akron, and Vandy. So Yep. I don't yep. this is gonna be the first. I, I get it, it's at Kentucky, but this is gonna be the first actual team that uh that Kentucky has played. And Vandy, they gave up 21 points to. So um, yeah, give me give me Florida um and the short spread there.
1: Dude, that I, I love you, Clint. That's exactly what I was gonna kind of go at is I've got Florida in this game too, um, oddly enough. Mer- Merch has been more of a game manager. You you nailed it right on the head. Um, just kind of completing the passes he needs to, trying not to make that many mistakes. But even beyond that, I like you said, you you took the words right out of my mouth about Kentucky hasn't played anybody yet. I know they went to Vandy, and Vandy's got a better offense, but they still like haven't played that many good teams. Um, Akron, Eastern Kentucky, and Ball State. Um, this will be their first. I mean, real test and. Devin Leary, honestly, more even more than all that, I think Devin Leary is kind of disappointing me this year. Against that kind of – those kind of opponents, you would think he'd have better stats than just 1,000 yards, nine touchdowns, five picks. Um, he's 83rd in the country in QBR at 49.5. Like, completion percentage is not that great. Like, I, I just haven't been impressed with Devin Leary. I don't know if he's just getting off to a slow start, something about the playbook. He just doesn't – I mean, it just hasn't been there like I thought. I thought Devin Lee would probably be one of the best, like up there with Sam um, Hartman, like one of the best transfer quarterbacks this year, and he just hasn't played up to that standard yet. I know Kentucky's four and and he's done his, you know, his part to win those games, but now he's got Florida coming to town. Um, I, I have to, I have to take Florida. So, sorry, JC. I like it. All right, I gotta correct myself. On the Zeb
0: Nolan thing. <laughs> that was against Vandy, but look, so
2: the, the field <laughs> that was, the that same. was you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't double
0: check because I was like, he came in, uh, let a game win and drive because we were losing and we shouldn't have been. It uh, wasn't so Missouri. Yeah. Well, we can't call him back. He has no more eligibility left. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Speaking of Missouri, Missouri, ranked number 23 now at Vandy. 4 p.m. kick, 13 and a half point, leaning Missouri's way. Honestly, man, it's kind of tough because. I don't know, man. Like, Missouri's, like, they're, they're solid. 13 and a half, a lot. Again, like, it's a lot in a conference game. Especially when these two are kind of like, I mean, Vandy's obviously been on the the bottom tier for a while. If, I think if they had Malik Wright who transferred to Mississippi State, this would be a, a different ball game. But, oh, man. Mike Wright. Mike Wright, my bad. Logan. Um, Dude. 10 minutes ago, I wrote down Vandy. Mm. So, we're calling Vandy. Yep. Cover the 13 and a half. Um, look, they got a scoreboard hung out by cranes. What other home <laughs> field advantage could you ask for? There's not that many fans because there's not that stands in either end zone. Dude, the shock factor alone, yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, look, Missouri's going to be scored, scared to get in the end zone because they might just drop that crane on them. So look for uh, Vandy to cover that 13 and a half.
1: Hey, Vandy's had three home games so far this year. You Has your sister been to one of them yet? Uh, I know.
0: I think she's been like working around the time of them. I don't know if she's actually been to one though. Um, I not you. that I'm aware of.
1: I got you. And the stadium holds forty thousand. I know that ended the end zone where they're doing used like construction. To. Yeah, it used to. There. I think they were like half capacity now or something. So I don't know. The wild thing, and I even told Clint about this. Uh, Missouri's played four games. Vandy's played five. This is how fast this season's gone. This is Vandy is six games. So they're halfway through the season after this game. I, I don't kind of, like to hear that. Again, don't tell I, me those things. Yeah, it just kind of blows my mind. Um but I I, I got Vanny too, honestly, dude. Uh this Vanny team's not what it used to be. Um I mean, they they were pretty good last year with Mike Wright, like you said, but uh in previous years before that they were just the you know, fourteenth in the SEC almost every year guaranteed locking in pick. Um this year and, and last year, not not that bad. Um offense is uh pretty good. Like um, I did a little research on them and in 2001, they had 13 passing touchdowns, like the whole year. Um, and in 2022, they actually upped it up to 22 touchdowns, um, so far. And this year they actually have 13 so far, halfway to the season. So looking like they're continuing that trend of going up. So this offense is better than it used to be. Um, Missouri. Played a lot of one score games this year, one possession games. Beat Memphis by one possession, Kansas State by a field goal, um, Middle Tennessee by just a, a touchdown. So, I mean, this is going to be a close game. That's why I think I got Vandy covering the, the 13 and a half.
2: Yeah, I did almost no research on this game because I'm not going to lie, I missed it in the, uh, in the list. So, but I, I still do like Vandy to cover the spread here. Missouri. Having a good year. I mean, people are talking about them like being dark horse playoff contenders. I'm like, whoa, okay. I, that's kind of crazy. Uh, I don't see that. That's how bad the SEC is this year. I guess. Yeah, Jesus. But, uh, Syracuse. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I guess I'm not. But, uh, Missouri doesn't like to win very, very big outside of the first game of the year. They won by four points, three points, and seven points. Uh, the last three games. So yeah, I, I think Vandy going to do just enough to cover the spread. Maybe even a little bit in garbage time, who knows? But yeah, um, I'll take Vandy.
0: I like it. I like it. All right. Last top 25 matchup we have. um, New to the top 25 for this season, Fresno State at home to Nevada. At the late kick, 1030 Eastern time, Fresno State's 24 and a half point favorites. Look, They haven't really played much of anybody. They they beat Purdue by four. They beat Arizona State twenty nine zero. The other two cupcakes, Nevada um, lost to USC sixty six to fourteen. Then they come back and only lose by seven to Kansas. So they're kind of up and down as well. Uh, this is kind of one of those tough ones because um, I don't think there's been enough to really see from either side. Nevada's obviously a, not a very good football team. They're zero and four. But I think Fresno State's new to the top twenty five, and I think that's going to be a concern. And <laughs> I uh. That almost got me, but I'm uh, I'm fresh. I'm going to keep moving. Um, I got you. Give me uh, like, give, me, give me Nevada the cover, 24 and a half. Nevada the cover. Okay. Ooh. That's what um. I got on my paper. <laughs> That's what
2: we wrote okay. down, I guess we'll say. It. Yeah. Got to go with down, it. Right?
0: Like, as, as we're going through the pod, like,
1: I just go with my gut, and this is how I'm beating you guys in the pick, so I'm going to stick with my Ooh. system. <laughs> All right. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I don't have much on this because, like you said, both of these teams I haven't watched a lot of. I just remember back in the day when I was like real young and was first getting into playing the NCAA football game, I remember like Fresno State was like one of the weird teams I would always pick. I don't know why I just love them or something. I, I back in the day, middle school time, I had no clue where Fresno State was. I thought it was over in like North Carolina or something. I think that's why I kind of chose them all the time. So good to see that they're finally good. Um, I think they've been okay in, in years past, but. Um, the, the spread is is kind of up there, so it's kind of hard to just be like, yep, okay, I'll pick Fresno State to cover easy. Um, my pick is for Fresno to cover the 24-and-a-half, and I think that's solely on they beat Arizona State 29-to-nothing. Um, Arizona State, like we talked about earlier, put up 28 points on USC's defense. Um, so, obviously, two different teams there, I guess, but um, to do that to Arizona State and then... But Nevada's no pushover either. And That's what kind of made me go back and forth because they they played Kansas and only lost thirty-one to twenty-four. I mean, well, we picked Kansas to to cover sixteen and a half today against Texas. So I, they're zero and four though. So I'm not gonna keep keep wasting y'all's time. I just got Fresno State covering the twenty-four
2: now. No, dude, I I know nothing about Fresno State and Nevada. I'm not gonna lie. I will keep it real with you guys. I've done no <laughs> research on them. Fresno State just popped in the top 25, so now I'm kind of getting my eyes on them. <clears throat> uh, the little bit I did see, um, Nevada's not very good. They they ranked 131st in the nation in defense. I just better look that up. It's not great, obviously. Um, yeah, it's a big number. Uh, outside of that, I really don't know much about these teams. Uh, uh, Fresno has, has a decent defense. Uh, see, so yeah, I'll just... I'll go ahead and seal our fate here, Jacob. I'll, I'll, I'll be with you on this Fresno State cover. <laughs> and, uh, I'll see you at the bottom here at the end of this week. No, <clears throat> oh,
1: we got this one. Believe. All right, all
0: right. I will say this. Uh, you know, I'll be out of town. Even if I was here, this wasn't a game. I'm gonna stay up and watch. Yeah, so no, I'll just... find out Sunday morning. Catch the highlights. Well, there <laughs> <you> <laughs> go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah. Go, bull- uh, go
1: Bulldogs, man. There you go. Well, you 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 know they're they're on a coast, just the other side. The other you're side, close. yeah. I was in middle school, homie.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I don't blame. You. I don't blame you. Yeah, yeah. I remember trying to used to figure out where the hell Boise State was when they were good when I was ten. I don't know, <laughs> I don't where know what at, the hell is that. They got a at? blue field though. I know that. Yep. All right, two more games. Let's run through this one quick, and then we'll kind of dive into the Clemson game a little bit more. Uh, we spoke on Michigan State and Mel Tucker earlier. That whole situation. Um, that's kind of anytime we've had them. That's kind of been the, the situation they've been dealing with for the last couple weeks. So they travel to uh the podcast favorite team, Iowa, seven thirty kickoff on Peacock. So you gotta you gotta have a subscription to go watch this. So you gotta go pay money, more money on top <laughs> of your cable to go watch this game. To go watch it. Makes Iowa. A lot of sense.
2: Oh God.
0: To not score any points. They're twelve and a half point favorites. Um, good thing this isn't our picks, but for some reason, Iowa's gonna cover. They're going to score 20 points under the 25. So my pick is under 25, but they cover the spread. So Cover the 12 and a half? They cover the 12 and a half. All right, so give me, Jacob, I need an over-under 25, and then I need a spread pick.
1: <laughs> well, the over-under for the game is 36 and a half. Right, I just need a no I know. I know. <laughs> uh, shoot. I, I just don't know what Michigan State can even bring to the table right now. I don't even know who the hell they're in. Not entering. a head coach. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what kind of interim head coach they got. What kind of players they even have that's really committed to this season? Um, they're going to Iowa at night, which Iowa even even though we talk shit about Iowa, that is an awesome place at night to go play. Um, they always had that tradition of looking back at that. Uh, is it a Children's Hospital or something like that? Which is one of the best, yep. um, you know, traditions in, in college football. So I don't want to just completely shit on Iowa all the time, um, but. I I would I think my I don't this isn't technically one of our picks but I would say that Iowa will cover that just because of the state of you know Michigan State as a as a program right now so um I personally think this is one of the games that Iowa will score maybe like thirty one and maybe like a thirty one to thirteen game so I, I got Iowa over the twenty five and they'll cover that I think even that twenty five
0: is not going to put I think their average still is twenty and a half. 20.5 points a game, so they're going to need to score a lot. Currently sitting officer coordinator does not have a job next year. Clint, what you got? And what do you want specifically? The, the spread or the uh, the points predicted? No, just... Yeah, yeah. So, Iowa's coming to spread, the 12.5, and will Iowa score
2: <laughs> 25 points? Jesus, dude. I don't know. Out, out of just, like, I can't flip my tune after the, the spiel I've given the past couple episodes about how Iowa is just absolute dog dude. Uh, correct. I'm gonna just say no on both. They're not gonna cover the spread, and oh, I love it. it's gonna be ten to three. I love it. No, go with it. I'm I'm yeah, with it. They're, they're with it. not gonna reach the twenty five points total total points All for right. the game, dude. They're average this team, like you said, Jacob. I'm not trying <laughs> to just dog this team. It's the fact that they were ranked. This I, it just goes back to how some teams. By far better than Iowa weren't ranked, but every year somehow Iowa just makes it. And I don't know. if th- – I, 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 I Let me calm down before I just get all fired up at the end of this episode. And these these teams, that's how I, I feel about Oklahoma, yeah. it's the same thing. Uh,
1: I wish this was like a really good game because back in the day, Michigan State was really good. I miss that, and I miss Iowa. They were like in the top five, like yeah, I don't know how many years ago? Like they still didn't have a good offense then either, but like their defense was out of this world. So like I miss these teams being good. This should be a really good game. Well, whoever's got- not.
0: Whoever's hiring people at Michigan State, if you go back to more football <laughs> program, yeah. you guys catch my drift. They need to figure yeah. it out, yeah, um, because we got some trends going on down there in East Lansing that they need to they need to handle. Right. Um, I think it's it's not. I think it's Clint. It is the fact that they came in ranked and the fact that they put stipulations on the offensive coordinator and don't think people are going to keep track of it. <laughs> oh like, yeah, dude. make the talking point. <laughs> <laughs> it's a reason and they're now talking it's about it. Probably my them. favorite. Yeah. Would
1: y'all favorite know about that if did. I didn't tell you about it?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I, I it's my favorite segment because they though. talk about it on ESPN. They, they they mentioned like they, they talked about. <laughs> yeah, some guy got some um like uh, metric where he tells you what the points are so far or uh, the the average points he has so far, and then what he needs like kind of predictive of each game from here on out. Aver- like to average the twenty five, and it's just comical because it just keeps climbing up and up for each game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The longer he
0: goes. Yeah. And he's not—he's ran out of teams to score forty on. I believe. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I think we we'll talked about that. All right, we'll talk. Last game, last game we got the uh, the Almighty Clemson Tigers taking on the Syracuse Orange. That's at Syracuse. That's a noon kickoff inside the old Carrier Dome. Clemson six and a half point favorites. Clint, what's your take on that one?
2: I mean if you if you told me at the beginning of the year this matchup w- was gonna occur with a two and two and a four and o team, I would have had this flipped. Mm-hmm. I I right. I'm a little surprised. Not dogging on you there, Jacob. Just I I'm good. Clemson, I I, I do think is getting better, you know, as the year goes on. The it's mainly just the mistakes. We've talked about them at length. And um if they could just stop the, the big one. Uh and like we talked about with the uh the florida state game that that one fumble wasn't really a uh like a goofy mistake like just like butterfinger in the ball it was just a missed assignment and got smacked dude you're killing me with with your focus dude my
1: camera of course i'm talking about clemson
2: and it's just fucking blurry as shit (laughs) like start throwing up gang signs just getting the thing to try to focus in
1: (laughs) it's like a doctor's office like follow
2: the thing (laughs) yeah Oh no. man, what, what's, is, is the, what's the spread? at? Uh, I see six and six, and, six, a half, six and, a half. and a half. Ooh, and Syracuse is averaging five hundred yards a game. Ye. you want me to give you a quick stat there for yeah, you? Yeah, hit me with something.
0: Uh, their quarterback Schrader, he's ran, he's uh, carried the ball forty-six times. That's ten carries less than Will Shipley. He's ran for three hundred and sixteen yards. That is twenty-four more yards than Will Shipley. And he's ran for six touchdowns, which is five more touchdowns than Will Shipley. So he is the t- team leading rusher. He's rushed the ball better than Will Shipley has this year. Um, he's again. He's also the quarterback. Seventy-two of one hundred eight, nine hundred seventy yards passing, six touchdowns, three picks. So he's he's the uh, Mister, uh, you know, Swiss Army knife back there doing it all for old Syracuse.
2: But he is,
1: but he's also not getting like draws and stuff. Like great Schrader's kind of getting the scramble and stuff, so that also helps him. But still, yeah, good point
2: though. That. That kind of scares me though, because if you just contain him, then then you essentially lock up Syracuse offense. But that's what it sounds like. Doesn't seem like anyone's, no one's containing him so no. far. Who they who they played so far? Oh God, nobody. I mean, they played that's Purdue. That's my point. That's what I was going to get to, they beat, boys.
0: They beat Purdue by fifteen. Yeah. yeah.
1: There we go. It's, I'm it, back. It, Hallelujah. It, it,
2: it, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, go back. To, go back to blurry. That's, that's he, not said, good. he said. He <laughs> said Hallelujah. Yeah, I
1: sure did. Um, God, you're gonna get struck by lightning. Like, six blur. and a half. <laughs> jeez
2: let overrunners fits three and a half is it really let me go clemson man I, i i'm i just talked about how Clemson's getting better they're they're kind of fixing mistakes they've looked better in the most game or the two games they lost especially uh we talked about the florida state game give me clemson late at six and a half i think they might be a touchdown better hopefully they can contain the straighter guy uh if not uh, I, I'll make sure to stay well away from my phone because I'm sure it's gonna blow up with all kinds of uh, some crazy talk. So yeah, give me give me Clemson. Oh yeah, for sure. Um,
1: hold on. I clicked on Garrett Schrader's name on ESPN to see what year he was. I knew he was a senior because this is like his seventeenth year there. I think he's been there forever, and his status is currently out. Is he not playing? I. This news to me, if if that's the case, it says on ESPN that he's out. I don't know Whoa. if that's correct or not because I didn't think he was hurt, but that changes things if that's the case. But um, for the game. But anyway, I'll I'll tell you what I have. Anyway, with him playing, I'm gonna say that he's playing. I don't know if that's look if y'all can look at it while I'm I'm rambling. Um, two two kind of surprising stats here. Clemson. I'll just kind of quickly say these. Their their offense is ranked 33rd in the nation. This is all based on points per game. Clemson's offense 33rd in the nation. Defense is 25th or 22nd in the nation. Um, Syracuse offense sixth in the nation, and their defense is actually seventh in the nation. Um, kind of surprising numbers. I know that Clemson has played technically two ranked teams, lost to them both, unfortunately, and Syracuse hasn't played a whole lot of anybody. They played Army, Purdue, Western Michigan, and Colgate. Uh, which their opponents have a combined record of three and twelve um for this year. And Western Michigan, as actually we we're talking about Iowa, was the team that gave up forty-one to Iowa. Um, they lost forty one to ten to Iowa. And then they also gave up forty eight to Syracuse, forty eight to seven against Syracuse. So I think some of these stats are inflated for Syracuse. Um Clemson's combined opponent record is ten and six so far this year, FSU and Duke being undefeated. And then FAU and then Charleston Southern that you can count that if you want to, but um, so there is a big discrepancy in opponents so far this year. Uh, the six and a half, of course, my my pick is for Clemson to cover that. I definitely think this is a get right game. Um, we've you know deserve one in my mind because we have had you know several things go haywire. I think even Dabo said this in a press conference recently. He said, you know, and and I know. Speaking to Carolina fans, they're gonna sit here and say, "Well, that ain't true." But Clemson was were I think eleventh in the nation to in the preseason. Um, Dabo said in his press conference that this team is like three or four plays away from possibly being undefeated and maybe fifth, fourth, third in the country. That may be overstepping. In a that little bit That is overstepping because you guys lost to Duke by a lot.
0: But I know, yeah, but 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 if you if you take a, I mean, no, I mean, I guess I see your point because you guys like fumbled a couple
1: times. More, Yeah. It's, I mean, especially for Florida State. Two turnovers on, like, first and goal, yeah. third and goal. Yeah. So, I mean, that changes the whole game. And then that last touchdown that Duke scored, you know, to make it 28 was a last few minutes kind of just we gave up there. And it was just a weird game. I've said it so many times. But I don't know if that's 100% true, but we would still be probably top 10 um, if we'd won those games and just had a few things go our way. So this is a get-right game. I think we limit the... Turnovers, and even if we do, it won't be a catastrophe kind of turnovers, which I think you could, you know, categorize those turnovers we made as those so far. Um, and the Syracuse team, like I said, they, they, Garrett Schrader has not played a defensive line like this. We said that against FSU, and obviously we looked better than FSU, just kind of turned out the other way. Um, so we, we will more likely shut down Garrett Schrader relative to what he's done so far this year. And I think Clemson could even win this by like. Twenty, get right game. We're we're pissed. We got to we got to really start pushing these teams if we want to make it somewhere this year. Obviously, ACC championship may be out of it at this point, but we have to start crushing these teams to get to where we can make a really good, maybe even a New York Six Bowl. So,
0: I haven't seen anything that says that says Strader's out. Um, uh, I didn't think I so. Mean, I hadn't heard anything. Yeah, I'm looking all over
2: that. the place. I don't see anything.
0: So I think you guys. I I said touch- that? I think you guys are a touchdown better. Um, you guys should always be a touchdown better than Syracuse, but you guys can't kick a field goal to save your life. So you're going to at least miss one extra point. So you're going to you're going to win by six. So give me Syracuse <laughs> to cover the the six and a half. <laughs> Ooh. That's how I feel on that
1: one. That's bold, hey Clint. There's your layup. Let's get another well, one that, on. Them. Just uh, is that that's part of our picks, right? Oh, we, technically it's not. No. Okay, I can't remember if that was one or not.
0: But yeah, that's what's going to happen. You guys are going to at least miss a field goal. That's just unfortunately, gospel information at this point Do you guys figure that out. I don't, like, there, There's there better not be at one point if I hack into the cameras at Clemson and y'all see indoor facility and there's not a single person kicking the ball. I mean, on a 24-7 rotation, there better be somebody kicking a field goal because, I mean, come on. We got to get a dude who is literally in Charleston, about to go to New York for a job, who even in his four years at Clemson kicked the ball like four times to bring him in to kick field goals, like, You're a D1 national championship contender. There's not a somebody can kick field goals, man. We got to figure this out. I agree. This is why Jim Harbaugh went and, you know, stayed at that one. He was recruiting that kicker and went and stayed at the dude's house and all that stuff, like trying to recruit the number one kicker in the nation. Like, I need Dabbo to like start maybe getting in the transfer portal, but if not, committing some. some Are there a bunch of kickers kickers
2: in the transfer portal? Probably. Got it. No, he's just going to recruit if I, like if I, you know. If I'm an accurate, he's going to recruit the top five place kickers in the country for the 2024 class. That way, he guarantees they make some. He should damn field goals. <clears throat> That's crazy. I mean, they probably would have beat Florida State. You guys
0: kicked that field goal the last minute, 40. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I saw a post earlier about this. I think you might be right. This this weekend might not have the uh, the juice that last weekend had, but as far as like top to bottom, I think it's definitely got more depth to the amount of games we got especially these top 25 matchups so i'm excited a lot of big games a, a must win for carolina like you said a get get right win for old clemson there and then uh some other big games so i'm excited to get this ball rolling
1: um before you head out of here jacob you got anything else for us i just want to mention real fast possibly a game of the week um louisville at nc state that's seven o'clock on espn on friday actually i um, louisville's favorite three and a half we don't have to make any picks but I mean, Louisville's schedule's been real easy up to this point, and they're starting to get to the meat of it. And NC State's been pretty good. Gave uh, Notre Dame a fight until late in that second half. So that could be a, a game of the week. So that one and maybe even Cincinnati at BYU, that could be a good one. That's on Friday as well, right after.
2: There we go. There we go. Clint, what you got, man, before you head out of here? I mean, I don't know what Jacob's talking about. Game of the week is uh, the South Carolina game. It, it is every week, so... I don't know why he hasn't. Could be on to a that. record for most punches thrown. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Look. Um. I'm just saying.
1: No. Vegas is wrong. No.
2: I'm. I'm it's going to be a fun week. Obviously, <clears throat> I'm really looking to, looking forward to not just South Carolina game, but I mean, you mentioned maybe this isn't as stout of a slate, college football wise, but man, this these are the weeks where crazy stuff happens. Um. So I wouldn't be surprised if we if were back on here Sunday, talking some crazy stuff. Um. About college football. So, yeah, man, I'm excited. Oh,
0: yeah. Another crazy week. I love it. All right. Well, Cox by 90. I'll see you guys next Cox by 90.
1: All right, boys.